Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You'll find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Here at the Business Creators Radio Show, which is filmed from our sumptuous balcony studio here in Las Vegas, Nevada, we invite you to vision yourself sitting in as that third person in a private mastermind conversation where brilliant and passionate minds share stories, share case studies, share anecdotes, and find themselves naturally inspired by what the other person is saying with thoughts, ideas, and inspirations that they may or may not have even arrived at on their own, which is a true mastermind experience. Have your pad of paper and two pens out to capture those aha moments that will naturally arise for you as you discover that slight edge that will move you forward in your own business. For today, and I've wanted to do this for a while, YouTube monetization is really hot. Through my work in the podcast reach system, we equip our reachers to develop companion YouTube channels that go along with their dedicated podcast websites. This is for a few reasons. One of them is for search engine marketing purposes. It is a shortcut to getting your podcast indexed in that video section on the front pages of the major search engines. Another reason is monetization, a combination of how you insert commercials, you create yourself into your own podcast timelines, and the monetization that can and will be available to you through YouTube when you take certain steps that will increase your subscribers to a certain level, increase your engagement to a certain level, and help your YouTube content on its own path towards search engine mastery. Well, that's where more money comes in, and we love to discuss money. Big times, big money, as I like to say. With us today is somebody who I've only known for a few minutes, but I can already tell he has the big times, big money mindset. His name is Augie Johnston. He's a 33-year-old native to the Central Coast of California and a professional basketball player. He's currently making waves in the video editing industry, which is really exciting. And as a result of his promising startup called VidChops, which is the brainchild of Augie, he aims to assist video creators and digital marketers by carrying out the grunt work of editing their videos. This is one of the top five FAQs I get, folks. So this could be a guy who could help you. This allows video creators to focus more on their content side of their productions, therefore create more engaging videos that their fans will love. Augie works with full-time YouTubers, online personalities, thought leaders, and anyone that creates online videos for their businesses. I myself have a face for radio. Fortunately, God also gave me the voice, so at least he was consistent with the attributes. There are days 
which is actually like 365 of them, well, I would rather throw my webcam off my balcony than use it. But I do recognize that for many, video is a powerful medium. And as I said, this is among the top FAQs I get. So Augie Johnson, come on in. The weather's fine. <laughs> yeah, it feels pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to talk about YouTube and just how to make money online. And I promise that once we get through the preliminaries, you're actually going to be doing most of the talking because I'm going to be one of those students with my pad of paper and my two pens out. But before we do that, I read off your official bio. Not sure I'm even worried to be here because I'm in the presence of greatness and this is my show. Tell us in your own words about a bit about your journey and what has brought you to where you are today, serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion, making a difference for your community, market, and audience. See how I can stack taglines? <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good at that. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, so my background is, um, you know, a little bit started with the basketball world. So I, uh, after college, went and played basketball uh, professionally in Europe for about seven years. And uh, while I was over there, I, you know, had a lot of time on my hands and I was sitting around. I, I wanted to f find out a way that I can make more money, maybe figure out a way where I could, uh, have, when I was done playing, have a business already set up that would um, be my full-time income and all that. So I did like a lot of people. I did a lot of Google searches on how to make money online and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I was in Germany where the TV there was all in German. They would dub it, you know, subtitle it and nothing was in English. So I couldn't even watch TV. So I was watching a lot of YouTube trying to figure out how to make money. And eventually I uh, came across a resource that I just talked about, you know, creating a YouTube channel, monetizing your YouTube channel, selling products to your audience. And so that's what I did. I, I started creating YouTube videos. I would go home in the summer um, after season ended in Europe and I would shoot a full year's worth of YouTube videos. My, my release schedule was once a week. And then I'd go back to Europe throughout the year. I would release one video a week that I already recorded uh, on, onto my YouTube channel. And I grew that right. YouTube channel to about 20 million views and 200,000 subscribers, at least about 300 videos on that channel. And um, because of the fact that I'd already started to learn about online business and, you know, traffic and paid ads and organic search and all these kind of like, you know, buzzwords uh, in the industry, I uh, launched my YouTube channel with a complete monetization strategy behind it, um, selling physical products, digital products, um, running camps, clinics. Um, but yeah, my, my YouTube channel was basically basketball training tutorials. So I really positioned myself as an expert basketball trainer. And later I was able to travel to other countries and train players, run clinics, even a clinic in Las Vegas. Is, um, as you mentioned, you're sitting in Las Vegas. So we ran a clinic yep. out there. Uh, and yeah, it was all through the power of this online video medium and growing that audience, getting those views and dry, turning those views into customers. Well, uh, so, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, so that's kind of, I was going to say, that's kind of where the, uh, that's kind of where the online journey for me began. And, and through that whole process, uh, I learned about the challenges that video creators and online businesses in general face. Um, one of them being video editing when you're releasing a lot of videos. It's a huge thing you got to spend time on. And so um, with that pain point recognized, um, I created a solution and built a, a huge team of, of remote editors. And that's VidChops. That's what VidChops is today. And, you know, we edit about 800 videos a month. We do a ton of videos for our clients. And um, and so, yeah, that's that's where we're at today. 
Awesome. Uh, I apologize there. I actually thought that you were done. And, uh, and so I was ready to jump in, but I love that there's a bit more. The only thing I was going to say is that part of the reason I made the decision to relocate, like, relocate to Las Vegas over eight years ago is because everybody passes through Las Vegas eventually. <laughs> so if you expect me to be surprised you did an event in Las Vegas, uh, you're not speaking with the right guy. <laughs> everybody comes here eventually. Uh, yeah, why not? You know, it, why it, not? And it certainly has its charms. We are a city on the rise. I like to call Las Vegas the hottest city in America. I mean, look what's going on. Our metropolitan area continues to grow. We're now bringing up the first generation of Las Vegans where it's actually not considered shocking that somebody comes from Las Vegas rather than move to it. Uh, we have a major league hockey team. We have a major league football team. I can't remember if baseball or basketball is next, but I know we have a third one coming up. We got it all. Uh, so we might as well have uh, YouTube video editing as well. So let's dive into that. And I'm going to ask a very broad question, then we'll sort of step down and go into tangents, specifics, and subtopics. But why should people create YouTube content? There may be the listener out there who says, oh, is that another thing I have to do or I'm not really in business? <laughs> yeah. Well, to answer that question in one word, and the reason you want to do it is, well, traffic. Right? Do you sell? Right. Do you have an e-commerce business? Do you have? Do you sell a product online? Do you collect leads online? Do you book calls online? Well, if so, you need traffic to get to that page where that happens, where they enter that email, you know, make that purchase or whatever. So, YouTube, in my opinion, is the best way to get free traffic. Um, with my my basketball training channel, you know, we would release this this YouTube content. Um, we would direct people with a call to action at the end of the video. Hey. If you'd like a complete free workout, a step-by-step -step workout that you can literally print out, watch the video and go and take to the gym and do to improve your overall game, not just a ball handling drill, not just a shooting drill, um, then go ahead and click the link right now, head over there, enter your email and we'll send you that workout. So, uh, you know, over the years, we ran a lot of different kinds of traffic to that page, whether it was a Facebook ad or a Google ad or, you know, a link on a, an external link on a website linking to that page or a link on our YouTube channel, right? Or in the bio or in the description of our YouTube videos. And what we found is that people that came to that page and entered their email coming from YouTube did so at a 40% rate. So 40 out of 100 people that landed on that page from YouTube would enter their email. When it came to the Facebook ads and stuff, it was much lower. It was like, you know, 15%, 20%. So if only 20% from Facebook ads that you're paying for are coming and entering their email, and that's not good, right? And the crazy thing about it was that those 20% from Facebook, you know, not many of those guys end, ever ended up becoming customers. From yeah. that 40% from YouTube, those guys were buying like crazy. And, you know, the reason is, is because that YouTube traffic is warm, right? YouTube is the second largest search engine besides Google. Which, it, which is in its own by Google. So you have number one, number yeah. two in tandem. Yeah. And plus you're going to, you know, if you create good YouTube content, you're going to rank for search terms that maybe your ideal client or customer is searching on YouTube mm -hmm. and you're going to catch them right in the middle of that pain point. Right. And you're going to rank uh, for that search term. They're going to click on your video and they're not just going to read a blog post. They're going to watch a video packed with value, packed with content from you face to face in a one-on-one -on -one setting, practically right. A remote one-on-one -on -one setting. Uh, and, and they're going to, they're going to, you know, if they're going to 
implement what you teach them and they're going to get value from that. And they're going to, you know, want to reciprocate that value by either purchasing from you or just learning more on your website. So um, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for online video in general. Whether you have a sales page, you should be using a video sales letter. Whether you're running a, a Facebook ad, you should be running a video ad. Or if you just have a content marketing plan for your business, uh, online video and YouTube content should be a part of that. With some of our clients in the podcast reach system, we get the YouTube channel going and we may be about two months past the podcast launch and they say, what am I doing this YouTube for? I mean, my channel only has 14 subscribers and I've only got three views. And I say, oh, I say, that's coming. But right now, what was that search term you wanted to rank for? Type that in again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean- and, 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 and here's another one I say, now, what now name three of the favorite interviews you've done on your podcast so far and tell me the names of those guests. All right. So now what I want you to do is I want you to type in the names of those guests. And then I want you to type in the name of that guest with that guest's own key phrase. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And, and it's so the shortcut. It, it's yeah. Ranking on, on YouTube is great right? If you rank for a search term on YouTube, that's great. And you can also rank that same video on Google, right? Google owns YouTube, like you mentioned, and uh, they favor YouTube videos in their uh, search results. So you could rank there too. But the the last thing that I'll mention is uh, it's not all about ranking on YouTube. YouTube is also a discovery platform. So people will can discover you on that platform as well, meaning the YouTube algorithm, right? So you know, there's a few different things when it comes to the YouTube algorithm and, and getting views and, and getting traffic to your to your videos. And one of them is, you know, if you create a good video that gets people to, first of all, when it pops up to click it, okay, so that's the first step. You need people to click your video. So you need to create a great thumbnail, a great title, a little thumb, thumbnail images, kind of the images you see there on YouTube. Um, and then you need to create a video that people actually watch all the way through. Right. If people are clicking on your video, watching five seconds, and then it's terrible content and clicking away, then that's not going to rank for any search terms. And, and YouTube's algorithm is not going to push it out. They're not going to allow that video to be discoverable. And that's what you want. You want right. YouTube algorithm to push it out. What I mean by push it out is, you know, when you log into YouTube and that first page opens, that's called the homepage. Um, there's going to be a bunch of videos that, that uh, Google or YouTube is recommending to you right then and there. So, they're going to only recommend, you know, good, high quality videos there that um, people are watching all the way through, you know, when the video ends, right, there's going to be a bunch of videos that pop up and get suggested to you. Well, YouTube algorithm is doing that. And they're suggesting high quality videos on the right sidebar. You might see some suggested videos or recommended videos. Uh um, And that's the algorithm again. So, you know, if you make a good enough video, then and and you and you're consistent enough right youtube sees your channel as as somewhat of an authority because it has you know enough uploads it's old enough it's got enough watch time and views then when you create a good video that people like and watch and share the algorithm will push you out and now all of a sudden you're going to be getting you know new views which eventually turn into customers what i described a moment ago about the those ahas that come up that is with with net nascent youtube channels that are just getting started but yet they're already showing search results for the person's own podcast i make the distinction in my own education that i share with people between the fix the trampolines you forward versus 
the fundamental transformation. And many times it's the fix that clears the stage of, of barriers between you and the transformation. So not everything you do is some big fundamental shift that is existential and completely changes everything. Every time there, there come times when you just throw money at the problem to get a fix. And yeah. getting a YouTube channel just started is a fix. So now what I want to do is I want to graduate us. And there are actually several practical questions that I want to go through with you in our last half hour here together. Uh, believe it or not, we've been here almost a half hour already. This is so much fun. Is I want to uh, go through those. But the first thing I want to ask is something that you brought up. You mentioned that first five seconds. And I have heard so much about what to do with those first five seconds. What are some of your insights based on your experience doing this successfully with yourself and others that make that first five seconds the thing that hooks them and keeps them? Yeah, it's the hook, right? So it's the most important part of your video. Um, and, you know, a lot, to, if you are into marketing in general, whether it's direct marketing or online marketing, um, you know, a lot of the same principles apply. You know, when you write a blog post, you want to start with a hook, right? You want right. to hook them. When you, when you write an ad, you want to start with a hook, right? When you create a YouTube video, you want to start with a hook. So, you know, there are a few different ways to go about it. And a lot of it kind of depends on what type of content you create. But um, one of the best uh, ways that I, I've found is just simply try to create some curiosity. Okay, so much of marketing is creating curiosity. If you can create, you know, spark some curiosity in the viewer, they're going to stick around longer and they're going to watch longer. Um, so using almost like copywriting tactics, uh, to, to hook a viewer is good. You know, it can be a short sentence. Uh, another way is to create like an open loop, right? So an open loop is like creating, uh, something that you really, you create a question, but you don't really answer the question until later in the video. So people do this in all kinds of ways. Um, you know, one example you might see like, uh, someone, this is not really a, a talking head video, but more like a vlog type video or more of like a day in the life type video, but something might almost happen. And you show that right at the very beginning of your video it might not be related to any beginning part of your video or anything, but it's just a short thing. So when the video starts, you see a guy walking and he's about to run into a pole or something like that. And then it cuts and you cut right into the video. And then later you reveal, you create that open loop, you don't close it yet. And then you reveal what happens later in the video. So those are just a, a couple strategies there. Yeah. I love the principle of open loops. That actually, for me, at least goes back to neurolinguistic programming and the idea that you open the conversational loops and then close them at different points through the subsequent conversation. With some friends of mine that I get together with every so while, every so often, we will actually count the number of open loops that will exist in our conversation at any given time. And sometimes we will notice that we don't even close them all. <laughs> and I see more and more in the way movies are designed that I yeah. stream from Amazon prime that the first minute or two of the movie will be some sort of, okay, you see a house burning down. You see somebody getting killed. You see somebody falling off a cliff or something like really, yeah. really, really tragic like that. And then they spend the next hour and 15 minutes of the movie bringing you to the point of how did they get in that situation? So, so, so at the very beginning, it shows you this right here is the anticlimax, the denouement, what have you. So you already know where this is going. 
But the interesting part, the journey for you is discovering how they got there. Yeah, totally. Totally. And if you're into like open loops and stuff like that, they're really easy to do. And there's a couple secrets I can share with you later Please. in the podcast. What? Let's just do them now before we move on to something else. <laughs> I was just, I was actually just creating an open loop right there, man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, on, on YouTube, you can, you can create an open loop pretty simply just with your, uh, just with their speech, right? Just in what you say, you know, Hey, in today's video, I'm going to be sharing five tips with you that if you follow can take you from zero to six figures in six months, there's an open loop right there. Maybe not the, the best one, but there's an example right there. That's straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Five things, you know, you tell them five things like, a, you know, lists are, are used a lot in marketing as well, right? Five things, yep. three things. And that's because people will stick around. They want, they want to know all five. They want to read the blog post to get to number five. They want to watch uh -huh. the video to get to number five. So that's an open loop in itself. Yeah. Right. And I, and I, for somebody just getting started who may not, have a level of training in either NLP or other types of persuasive language where they can create the more sophisticated open loops. That is a real easy one. And think of all those, those blog post titles from sites like Buzzfeed, where it says, yeah, here are the 10, here are the 10 reasons why YouTube is changing the world. Number seven will absolutely fucking blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that tactic is for a reason because they want you to at least get to number seven. So they put the shocker right there and they even tell you what the open loop is before you begin reading the article or watching the video that lists whatever the 10 reasons are. Yep. And it's also under the principle that if you get to number seven, it more than, and you probably have better statistics than I do, but from what I've read, Augie, it more than doubles the chance you'll actually just go all the way to number 10, figuring, hey, you're already two-thirds of the way here. What's two more minutes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah, so uh, some of our listeners, some people who inquire with me about this, their question is, wow, that YouTube stuff, that looks hard. What's the easiest way to get started? Yeah, the easiest way is just with your phone, right? Everyone always overthinks it. They... uh you know, they think they need all the, the gear, the tech gear, but here's, here's kind of the, the video recording breakdown. Okay. So, you know, most people on YouTube, I would say the majority of the people, especially in the business world, they're creating talking head videos. This is where you sit in front of a camera and you talk. Okay. You talk about that's not what we're doing right now. Exactly. <laughs> you deliver value, right? Words are yeah. powerful. They can right. teach you, they can, you know, affect you emotionally. They can do a lot. So, um, so I would bust out the, the phone. I would make sure that you have good lighting, good audio, and that's pretty much it. That'll get that'll give you a good sound in a in good video. So, the lighting part, okay? You, a lot of times you can just use natural lighting. If you have a window, then you want that you want to be sitting in front of that window, and you want that light to come through the window and be splashing onto your face and hitting your face. You want the camera to be, you know, in front of the window, uh, shooting directly to you. And that will give you good video. If you don't have a room that has a good lighting or a good window, um, then no worries. Just get a ring light. Okay. One ring light. You've seen them all. You get them on Amazon. They're normally less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, just get one ring light. And then uh, for the audio part, uh, you could use an external microphone. Uh, that's what a, a lot of people use. Or you can just use the microphone that's on the phone. Now, right. if you're going to use the microphone that's on the phone, you got to make sure you're kind of close to the phone. If you're far away from the microphone, then you'll, you'll never have really good audio. So you kind of got to, you know, crowd the camera and, the, and crowd the phone a little bit, which might not be ideal. You're going to be kind of close up, but 
all you got is a phone. You're, that's all you got to work with and you need good audio. Okay. It's just as important as good video. So get that part set up, find, find, you know, create a little studio where all you got to do is just hit record. You don't got to do any crazy stuff every single time. You don't got to set up a tripod. You don't got to set up this, set up that, just create a little area, um, create a backdrop that has what's called depth of field, meaning you don't want your back to be backed up to a wall. Okay. You don't want to be a wall directly behind you. You want to be away from the wall, um, and have as much space behind you as possible. It's just going to create a better shot. So make sure that you get that whole studio and everything framed up in that shot. Make sure you have your lighting, you have your audio. If you're going to use an external mic, there's tons. If you want to be kind of far away from the, from the camera, then you can use like a lav mic, a, a lapel mic is another yep. word for that, where you clip it right on, plugs right into your phone. It's super easy. I recommend, recommend the smart lav mic, the Rode smart lav mic. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have it right here. It, it works great. Um, Damn. Okay. Yeah, I got a, I got a lot of gear here, man. I'm I'm not uh -huh. taking my own advice on that one. I, I got you know a nice mirrorless cameras, all that kind of <laughs> stuff, you know, all kinds of stuff. But um, yeah. I've been you know I've been in, in the game for a long, long time. And yeah, you know, if you are interested in buying a camera and getting that professional setup, then you're looking for a mirrorless camera or a DSLR camera. There's a little bit of a learning curve there, um, but that will give you that kind of blurry background that you see so many times on on YouTube. Um, and 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 so those cameras are great. Are, are great as well. Um, but like I said, there's a little bit of a learning curve there. So, okay, you got your setup, you're good to go. Um, the next thing to do would be to just come up with your video topic, right? So, okay, that was actually my next question. So how can people come up with these topics? Because That's another stumper. Well, what am I going to record about? Let's answer that. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of little tools and stuff that you can use online. But uh, kind of the main thing that, you know, you want to do when coming up with your video <laughs> topics is to kind of Think about your your ideal customer. Think about your your avatar, right? The, the person you want to sell to, and and think about you know what their pain points are. You know what are their fears? What are their desires? What do they want? What are they looking to learn? Where are they hanging out online? And figure out that all that stuff out. And then the topics will just start flowing. I mean, you could literally go mm -hmm. onto YouTube and just type how to, and then start typing whatever you know how to video that you think your ideal customer would be searching for. And it'll auto-populate right there on YouTube. And all those auto-populates, auto-populated um, searches right there that pop up right in that search bar, those are all great topics, okay? That YouTube is basically telling you people have searched for that. People are searching for that. This is a topic you can create a video for and rank. Um, when, you, when, you, when you choose that, that video topic, um, you know, you're, the next thing is going to be come up with a title. So you're going to have to come back to your, your copywriting tactics, uh, and you're going to want to create a title just like you would create a blog post title, you know, how to, if you, you know, if you're trying to target search, you want to rank for search, then make sure that keyword is in the title, yep. and try to, uh, you know, improve the title, not just, you know, how to shoot a basketball, but how to shoot a basketball like Steph Curry, right. <laughs> or, uh, how to shoot a basketball from super deep or, you know, stuff like that. So you try to improve it and create that, that more clickable title. Yeah. Well, my thoughts so far and this is what i love about what you're sharing is you bring up some simplicity of it you mentioned that yeah at some point you may have a really sophisticated studio and tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment there's a story i tell i believe it's actually in the podcast reach training videos and otherwise i have shared on numerous live streams and in some articles i've written here in the united states uh, between 2020 and 2021 and i'm going to be bipartisan here so nobody can say that I made a political statement. 
Here in the United States, we got various, some of us got various pieces of money from the government, whether it was the Trump checks or the Mnuchin Mola or the Biden bucks. Yep. The bottom line is the government gave you money for being born, basically, and you're supposed to use it for groceries and rent. However, a lot of aspiring podcasters use it to go, well, go buy a bunch of tech stuff. Yeah. So I was in the discussion group right after the Trump checks came out. And those were 1400 if I remember correctly. I can't remember which one was the, no, they were 1200 Oh, I don't know, whatever. It was a big number. And he said, oh, I got my Trump check today. And I just went and I ordered this, 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 and this. Oh, I'm going to be a podcaster. The possibilities. Ah. Now, there was somebody in the group, and uh, I'm doing a self-point uh, using the NLP tactic, as I say, there's somebody in the group that yeah. just had to ask, they typed, wow, being a fellow techno geek, this excites me. By the way, what's your podcast about? Like, <laughs> uh, well, I hadn't really thought of that. I was researching insulation to put in my soundproof room uh okay that leads to my second point and this is something that i use to help liberate folks who are struggling with the tech question and this was suggested to me by my my good friend eli delaney who's who has actually done tutorials which i believe were on you on youtube if i remember correctly about how to set up your podcast studio on a budget and mm -hmm. there's something he shared with me when he and I were at our conference a few weeks ago. He said that for the aspiring podcaster who's trying to figure it out, use this rule of thumb. If your podcast studio cannot fit in a case you would carry with you while you're traveling, it's too big. <laughs> yeah. Worry about, worry about the Hollywood polio studio step two. But step one, with both time and space budgets, you can create an amazing backdrop, great sound, awesome video, if you're just really targeted and, and focused on getting the equipment that'll get you there quickly. Yeah, totally. And, and you know, my advice to people is, you know, if you do have goals and you want to have an expensive studio or camera or whatever, this, whatever you're looking to do is treat yourself to that after you've already released 50 videos on your iPhone. Or treat yourself to that after you know set a goal, hundred videos. Right. And I'm going to buy the most expensive camera there is. Okay, great. You you deserve it. You've proven at that point that you are going to be recording videos and you are going to be taking action. But that's not the first step. Is the first step is not to go and buy the, all the equipment that you, there has a learning curve, right? So right. It's all about getting getting those videos up and online. And you know we have clients at Vid Chops who we edit for who send us. Uh, uh, iPhone videos and they're getting, you know, two, three million views a month. And they have e-commerce businesses that back those YouTube channels. And, you know, they're making millions of dollars uh, just with the iPhone. One of the objections I hear to that is, well, but I'm a professional. I got to put my best foot forward from the first step. Here's what I like to say to those folks. Your viewers, your fans, seeing the progression of how your show has evolved, developed, or improved over time is actually part of your story. Mm -hmm. It, uh, you know, video creation on YouTube, uh, it's first cousin once removed podcasting and other such meta or viral marketing methods that are easily done by individuals are about the reality of that story. The whole point is it's not necessarily scripted 
overly polished. So those first 50 videos, and the best part is, is when you do your year in review retrospective, you can go back and actually create a video about your journey through your first 50 videos. Yeah, totally. Even if that's not the main topic of what your channel is about, people have a thing for retrospectives. Mm -hmm. Think about uh, TV shows that are on for a long time and eventually they will do a special that's a retrospective. Think about movies that you... Well, if you're still renting DVDs or Blu-rays, more power to you. But you're now even seeing on streaming services like Prime, Netflix, Hulu, and such, where let's say you have a, a series, it's like a 13-part series, and then there'll be a 14th part that'll be titled The Making Of or Secrets About. And how many of us love those videos on YouTube of 20 things you didn't know about your favorite TV show? Yeah, And you'll watch 20 of these different videos, even though the facts in 18 of them are just the same facts in a different order. Yep. But people will watch them and watch them and watch them just to see if they can discover something new. Yeah, definitely. Which goes back to the final thing that I caught when you were sharing earlier is if you're going through and you're doing the predictive search and you're saying, well, but six people already did a video on that subject. Cool. That means uh, six people already did videos on that subject, and those videos are getting a fair amount of views. Must be a lot of people interested in that. Yeah. It's been my argument for a long time that there's really nothing new under the sun. And what makes your content special is you. Yeah, totally. And you're, yeah, they could watch those other six videos and really struggle with the concept, but there could be something about your communication style your teaching style, just how you enunciate things, how you explain things that can make yours the one where they say, oh, that's the answer. I wish those other people had told me, even though those other people did. It's you that makes it special. Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, people connect with people. And that's another reason why video is so powerful, because you are almost in like a one-on-one situation um, in that video. And, and it's an evergreen video, right? It, it lives forever. So um, it's not like you're posting a tweet or posting on Instagram or something and people are just scrolling right by or whatever. It's it's there. It's 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 on YouTube. It's on your channel. So it's, it's there forever. So right. Super powerful. And, and this is the last thing about people connecting with people. I mean, people will see themselves in you, right? With, with the basketball channel, um, you know, they see me, this, you know, unathletic, short, ugly white guy out there. And some people might relate with that and be like, Hey, you know, he plays kind of like me. Uh, I want to learn from him over, you know, the seven foot big man who's creating videos. Uh So, yeah. Yeah. Here in the business creators radio show, this show is audio only. We've been on the air for eight and a half years. You know why it's not video? Why is that? I don't want to. (laughs) I mean, now, and I, now I bet now I tested that and I backed it up by surveys, studies of our avatars, uh, collecting data on the activities that they would be doing during, before, after, or in conjunction with consuming our episodes, the types of people who resonate with our content, who respond to our content and their likely behavior patterns. And we determined that it really just didn't matter. And I want to have these free-flowing mastermind conversations that are full of brilliance and passion. I don't want to have to flip and hold a media pose for an hour because it'll hurt. I want uh, my laptop lifestyle and my portability means more to me than having a perfect studio. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going to resonate with the people who feel that way. Yep. And there are a lot of them out there. And and it, and what's also cool about this, I have another podcast. It's called the Brilliance Plus Passion Project. We're about four times a year. We release big batches of episodes. And the purpose of that one is it's my personal networking tool that allows me to open conversations with people I want to meet. They're 15-minute episodes. Everybody answers the same 10 questions. And the fun part is the variety of answers we get to the questions. And mm-hmm. what the end user gets is a chance to hang out with me, which to me is like, wow. <laughs> hey, yeah, it ain't bragging if you can back it up. And also <laughs> a, also a, because we have some fun with that whole thing. It's meant to be lighthearted. It's not meant to be deeply philosophical. It's not meant to be life-changing per se. They have a really cute little 15 minute piece of content that they can share with their own audience that in some cases will give their audience a good laugh. They can yeah. say, son of a gun, son of a gun. That thing that Augie Johnson, sa- Augie Johnson said that uh, people who knew him wouldn't believe about him, I never would have guessed that about him. <laughs> and so it creates actually a, a new conversation piece, say, for you. Because now people are going to come to you and say, did you really go ziplining? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or did you actually, did you actually, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. See that, that those are the kind of experiences want to create. And what's great about the, the YouTube video creation process and its first cousin once removed podcasting is you have that freedom to make things engaging on your own terms based on your audience's own unique truths. If you can discover those truths, but let's move on to something that I get my door beat down over is the thumbnails. Mm. How do you make them clickable and how do you design them? I, I mean, I'm familiar with the work of Evan Carmichael on this because okay. I have clients who are in his course and everything Evan teaches is very good. You may have yep. some different ideas in him. And I believe that uh, different ideas are there for a reason because there's more than one way to do everything. So don't think I'm going to expect you to agree with him. Uh, <laughs> I've seen, uh, I've seen a few other video creators, uh, there's, there's one whose name escapes me right now, uh, but I know that they have a different philosophy altogether on the thumbnails. I can only tell you what all these different philosophies have in common is funny pictures and big text. But you tell me <laughs> in your estimation, because those thumbnails are so important due to they are what attracts the click, or at least part of what attracts the click after the search engine result delivers the the search engine query delivers the results and, 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 and they are in different scales. You may have a search results page. It has 24 different YouTube videos within that query displayed on a browser screen. But there's something about that one thumbnail that's going to make the viewer click and say, that's the one I'm watching. Yeah, totally. And, and you know, there's, there's definitely some best practices, um, that Evan Carmichael is probably talking about in, yeah. which I'll talk about. And they're probably very similar. I actually um, know Evan Carmichael. I met him at a conference before we talked. Everybody's him. met Evan. I've met him. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's one of those righteous dudes. He's a great guy. Yeah. So, um, so basically, you, you, you mentioned a few things. And I'll, and I'll bring it back to this. You know, what I'm about to tell you is, is great. These are best practices. But what you really want to do is try to spark some curiosity once again, right? Curiosity. How can your thumbnail and the title of the video work together so that when a 
viewer sees that thumbnail and reads that title, it creates a little bit of curiosity. What are they talking about in that video or what exactly am I going to learn in that video or something like along those lines? So yeah, you want to have a bright background, right? A really yep. powerful, bright background that's going to pop. Normally you, you, know, you want to be on brand and be, you know, have a brand that uh, or some brand colors that are exemplified in those thumbnails. And then the big face, the big emotional face. Um, so when it comes to actually creating your thumbnails, here's what I would recommend. Take out the phone, give it to your wife, your husband, somebody, and go through you know a few different poses, right? Just so snap a photo of you looking surprised. Snap a photo of you looking angry. Snap a photo of you looking excited. You know, go through all these different emotions and then you can use these thumbnail or use these photos in your thumbnails um, as you move forward and you can just keep using them and using them and using them. It's, it's just a great, easy way to do this. So, uh, you know, you create your colorful background, you remove the background from your, your photo. You just snapped, you add it right there on top of the thumbnail, looking surprised. And uh, what I like to include now is a little bit of text. Now this is, this is the part where it starts, some people agree. Some people disagree. Should you have text or not on your thumbnails? My philosophy is, it's great to include, you know, three to five words of, of big text that yep. and use that text to create the curiosity. Okay. Use the face along with the text and the title to create that, that little amount of curiosity to get your viewer to click. Um, so yeah, that, that's basically uh, the best practices there. Bright background, uh, a face. I like to also include maybe some other elements on the thumbnail too that help add to the story that tell a little bit of, of what's going on in the video. Um, and then, um, you know, bright, bright colors and all that kind of stuff. And, and that you're good to go. There's one thing I want to run this by you. And I, and we deal with this a lot when it comes to graphics behind podcasts is my recommendation is don't use a background that's mostly white. And here's the reason why it will blend into the background of YouTube website queries and you don't know how many different places that video will ultimately be virally shared and how many people will use the embed feature to put it in other web pages, how many times it might even be done through RSS by entities of which you are not even necessarily aware. But if your background of your thumbnail is pretty much all white, it can easily get lost in the background. But literally any other color will protect you from that in some way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It's got to pop, right? It's, yeah. it's got to pop off the page. Like you said, that homepage, when you open it, there's, you know, 20 something thumbnails sitting right there in front of you and they're going to click on one right when they open it. So your thumbnail has got to do its job there and, and, and get the click. Right. So even, so even, and what I have suggested people do, and I found this to be very helpful is if you're looking for the minimalist essentialist thing and you want lots of wide open space that, just a, a light gray or something. And it can be a very subtle, just as long as it's not white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the totally. white is going, the white is the thing that's going to find itself getting submerged at, you know, should all your dreams come true and that video go viral across the planet 50 times. Right. And yep. if it's in a, if it's in the thumbnail lineup, it's the one that's going to kind of fade into the background. Whereas you want yours to be the one that naturally appeals to your ocular sensations and pulls your eyes toward that one and says, that is the one I'm clicking. Yeah. And it's not only the colors that does that, that, that triggers their eyes, right? It's also yeah. the big face, right? We, as humans, we recognize faces more than anything. Yes. So um, that's the reason why, why that big face um, works so well. Right. 
Right. So I want to bring something else up and I want to get your opinion on this. So one of the fun things I get to do with the Business Creators Radio Show is every so often I get to pick the guest brain. Little tip for my entrepreneurial listeners. If you are messaging people on social media saying, hey, I liked your post. Any chance we can hop on the phone so I can pick your brain? And they make suggestions about some creative things you could do with your mother in response to that, it's because you're not offering any value. So launch and host a podcast. So now your approach is, hey, I really love that that post you made. That happens to be a topic that I know my listeners are clamoring for. I'd love to interview you. Yen, bet you you get a lot of conversations that way. Yeah. And when people come to podcasts, they will deliver their best stuff. Do you hear this amazing stuff that Augie Johnson is sharing with us? I mean, this is <laughs> this is like pulling back the veil type stuff. I mean, you want to talk about brain picking? We're doing this with a with a giant uh, sieve, basically. He's just free flowing, outlining all this stuff you need to do to get that YouTube channel banging. So host a podcast, and these are what your conversations are going to feel like. Yeah, and the reason definitely. is simply because you are putting reciprocity on the table in advance. For me to have this conversation with Augie, there is something in it for Augie. And I'm saying this, I'm using this third person stuff because I'm turning this into a teaching moment for our listeners. What's in it for Augie, among other things, is I told him in the green room, even before we began this conversation that you're listening to right now, is I've been wanting to create a signature piece that I can hand to people when they start asking me all the YouTube questions and say, here, a qualified expert laid it out for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's going to go through all of our syndication networks. We're going to promote it to our mailing list. We're going to promote it in our social media groups. I'm going to share it with friends. So in exchange for a little bit of his time and his brilliance and his passion, I'm essentially becoming part of Augie's marketing machine. Yeah. And by being a fantastic and fun guest, he makes me want to. (laughs) Maybe I need to crack a few more jokes to live up to that fun part but yeah i have to crack a few beers but anyway (laughs) all right so uh so we are running toward the end here but there's one or two more things i want to squeeze in before our time is up and uh let's just jump to the big one monetization all right so how do people make money with this thing because i hear monetization 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 and i know all this stuff about how you have to get x number of subscribers and do this and do that but i i would ask if you could please explain it because you're the subject matter expert yeah. T- so, you know, you're talking about YouTube ad monetization right there. And, and let's it is, start there. Yeah. Okay. It, it is something. Okay. It's, it's substantial. It's, it's nothing to sneeze at, but uh, if you do it right, that's going to be probably one of the smallest revenue streams that you obtain from your YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And kind of the way it works is, you know, how much you get paid per, per um, view and, and all that. It really depends on what type of content you're creating. So for me and my basketball channel, you know, who was watching my videos? Well, it was mostly, you know, kids 12 to, you know, 20, 20 years old about looking to get better at basketball. They don't, you know, a lot of times even have credit cards. So what kind of ads were showing on my videos? Was it really competitive um, ad, ad uh, placement? Not really. Okay. So m- the amount that I got paid uh, per view was not great. It was around, you know, two to three, uh, dollars per thousand views. Okay. So that's not a lot. Um, now I've seen it on the other end too. If you're giving out financial advice, um, if you are giving out real estate advice, right. These, these more make money online type niches, uh, the CPM is a lot higher. 
even, you know, as high as $15 per thousand views. So that's kind of, you know, how that works. Um, and that's why I say, you know, it's not, it's not going to be your main revenue source when it comes to creating online content. And with a grain of salt, I'll say there is one, and I bring this one up a lot um, when I talk to people, but there was this one YouTuber that actually made $550,000 just from YouTube ads in one month. Shazam. Yeah. Crazy, huh? So he got about 40 million views that month. He, uh, is teaching real estate and financial advice, stock market tips, that kind of stuff. So he does have that high CPM. Um, he releases at least one video a day. Okay. His YouTube channel is called meet Kevin, meet Kevin. And, uh, and yeah, so like for him, that's huge, right? $550,000 in the month of December in one month. That was crazy. But like I said, he probably is making even more money that month by selling his digital products. He sells some courses. He probably does some consulting too on the side. Um, but like I said, he probably made more money through the digital products. So let's talk about the second monetization method that, you know, the one that I kind of mentioned earlier. So if you're a business looking to get more leads, get traffic to your website, get sales on your website, then in your video, at the end of your video, I recommend that you just have a, an on-camera call to action. Just say, hey, if you like this video, if you want more, if you want, you know, X, Y, and Z, I recommend that you create a lead magnet, right? I had the free workout that I mentioned yep. earlier, create a lead magnet that people, your ideal customer would want to enter their email for, or even just direct them straight to your product page. That's fine. But in that call to action, tell them to click the first link in the bio or in the description, sorry, or uh, YouTube even allows you to put clickable links right there on the screen. Okay. Clickable uh, links straight to your website on the screen. It's called an end card at the very end of your video. You might've seen them. And you can direct people to click there, but you just need that call to action to tell them to click over to your website. From there, I recommend that you click the lead, right? If you, if you direct them straight to your product, you know, a certain percentage will buy, but they'll be gone forever. If you direct them to somewhere where you can have them follow you, maybe on a social media platform, you can, you know, reach out. I'm, I'm very familiar with that. And I've seen clients insist on, no, we're running the ads for my flagship project. And okay, so you won't sell any coal. <laughs> now I now I've also seen various methods and it's you know it's mix and match test it and see what works for you for everybody who says it's an absolute disaster and you should never do it there's another person telling you how it transformed their business and life and helped them afford their mansion and their Maserati uh, you can try doing a free lead magnet with an email follow up you could try doing a free lead magnet where the confirmation step is they have the opportunity to really invest for seven dollars turns them right. into a purchaser which raises not only the algorithmic value of their subscriber li listing in your email database, increasing the chance they go to your inbox and not your promotions tab. Uh, and also because they've already given you money, increases the chances they'll give you more money. So there yep. are many theories out there. You can, and if you remember what a sandwich page is, oh my God, that goes back to the Stompernet days, RIP. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, and some of the stuff that was old then is new again under new names. Mix and match and have fun with it. Yeah. And exactly. don't try too hard to figure it out. Come up with something that you reasonably believe based on moderate research and seeing results in action elsewhere within your marketplace, according to your avatar, will likely have success. Get it up and tweak as you go. And then tell people about it when you do your retrospective of those first 50 videos you recorded with your Android or iPhone. Yep. There it is. Uh-huh. Yep. 
get that traffic, right? It's all about the, getting those eyeballs and then building that community too, right? I mean, you're going to build a community through YouTube and um, hopefully some of those community members become super fans, right? And they, yeah. and they purchase more and more from you and, and you're able to deliver more and more value to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have just a, maybe a, a few minutes left here. We're almost near the top, but I want to squeeze in just, um, I want to actually just do like one or two quick follow-up questions here. And, and if you tell me that I'm all wet about stuff that I'm already doing, hey, that's okay. Uh, for my, one of my, my other podcast, The Brilliance Plus Passion Project, we followed the teachings within my podcast reach system is a great way to begin with commercials and advertising is just to simply do commercials and advertising for your own stuff within your podcast episodes. That allows you to sell without pitching. So I made two commercials for my for that podcast. I'm going to add more as we go along, one of which is about my book, Groundhog Day is an Event, Not a Business Strategy, and another is about the podcast reach system. And I just pick one depending on what the topic was about or who the guest was, whatever, you know, considerations float through my mind free form and the way I stack them when I have the renders done to put the piece together for the YouTube channel is I go commercial intro interview outro originally it was intro commercial interview outro but then it felt like we did the intro and it felt like it was taking forever to get through things but somehow, simply by switching and just doing the commercial first and then doing the intro, it seemed like the process and the timeline just sped up. Hmm. And, hmm. I ran a, and I ran a preliminary test with a small focus group and eight out of 11 of them, like they resonated in that, oh my God, oh my God, my eyes are lighting up way when they saw the one where we put the commercial first. And the number one reason they told me why they resonate with that version better is they're so used to clicking on a YouTube video and being having a, a commercial foisted upon them. <laughs> so it's just natural to them. It's what they expect. Yeah. And I think the, the powerful thing you mentioned there is that you, you tested it, right? You, you yeah. asked people and that's what, you know, online marketing is in, in itself. And that's what YouTube content creation is, is, is throwing a few things at the wall, seeing what, how people respond, and then you know tweaking from there. Right, and that's that to me is I think a great way to break this off for those who are looking for the easiest way to get started on YouTube. Augie answered that for you. Uh, coming up with topics, the stuff about the thumbnails. Uh, he spoke a bit about factors for growing on YouTube. He spoke about the monetization stuff. He and weeds within all that were tactics on how to get people to watch your videos, how to get them to take the step beyond your YouTube videos and go deeper into your corner of the internet universe. So to me, this is a major mission accomplished. I'm so excited about this whole thing. Let's wrap up. Augie, I'm going to say the name of your website. It's vidchops, V-I-D-C-H-O-P-S.com. And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So like I said uh, earlier, we've created like a system that's like really hands off for anybody that wants to create online videos. You simply got to record your footage, upload it to us, and then we will edit it and return the, the fully edited version back to you, you know, including motion graphics, background music, stock footage, all that kind of stuff. Right. And that could be useful. I'm just 
think I'm just spitballing here. That could be useful if you have a bunch of audio only content for which there was never a video foundation. Uh, is your company the type that could take that and say, hey, let's do some stuff with some stock footage and some swapping in some videos and actually make this kind of interesting to the eyes? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, there's a certain line that we don't cross at some point where it's like more like content creation. We're just creating right. content over editing. But um, yeah, I mean, some audio, we could throw some images on there and, and create some videos out of that too. And Some, some just to hold the yeah. eyes a little bit because I yeah, know a exactly. lot of people like, let's say, for example, the business creators radio show will never be video. If I decide to do this type of interview and video format, then I'll just start another show. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, I part of the message behind the business creators radio show is we go back to the original definition of the term podcast, which has to do with iPods, which are audio. Mm. So we're purists in that sense. So if I decide to do mastermind interviews in their video, they're going to be a different show. Uh, that being said, what if I decide one day, Hey, I'd like to pick like 20 of my business creators, radio show episodes and pop them up on YouTube then there are simple things that could potentially be done to just put something on the video track uh, without getting into an entirely creative process just to have people give something people something engaging to look at while they're listening. Yeah, totally, totally. Cool, cool. So Augie Johnson of bidchops.com, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It was a great opportunity for me and I uh, hope everyone got a little bit of value out of this. We trust you enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.